Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. Hello, thank you so much for joining me for the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. It's been brought to you by mkbconceal.com or said in French, mkbconseil.ch. I'm your host, Dr. Katrina Burus, and this podcast is for managers, leaders, and executive coaches that want to excel. Welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Burus, and today I'm absolutely delighted to be interviewing Barry. Barry, tell us a little bit in two minutes or less. Describe yourself. Well, probably the best way to describe myself is that I've always been a lifelong learner. Uh, So I'm the kind of person who uh, goes home and when they watch television, there's always something on Nova or the Discovery Channel or the Science Channel. So this idea of growth and development and being my best has always been a, a driving force within myself. And that kind of points to the, the fact that I've always pursued you know, organizations and careers that are related to tremendous growth and development. So I've always been attracted to that. Uh, what actually got me into coaching was actually in 1992, I was watching the Barcelona Olympic Games, and I saw 5,000 athletes working with 2,000 coaches. And I realized that there was this, relationship, a very special one between an athlete and a coach so that they could be their best and pursue a level of excellence in their particular sport. I just happen to think that people want to be excellent in all areas of their life, both professionally and personally. So if I can be pursuing excellence in my work and do it in my community and be a great father and a supportive husband, uh, that's very much a, a driving force for me. Great. And tell us a little bit, Barry, about your coaching process. The the coaching process uh, that I utilize is actually called a personal excellence training process. And it has a number of components. The first is a somewhat elaborate discovery process by which we determine how good a fit the individual and myself are for one another and how ready they are for the whole coaching process. And then secondarily, we focus on where's the value of what that person would like to work on. So if their fit is strong and the value is strong, we actually generate a customized and tailored approach, just as if they went to the University of Katrina. Once we say yes to one another, they complete a variety of other surveys and assessments that uh, will provide some perspective on their behavioral traits, their achievement phase, even a little bit about how they think, as well as getting some insight into their leadership style and effectiveness from their own view of themselves and from others as well. Once those surveys are completed, that's usually shared with that individual in a customized one-day full workshop. And these are usually done one-on-one. So you get your own customized workshop, which is about seven to eight hours long, which is called a personal excellence training process. And that prepares the individual with the skills and the tools and the concepts and models 
that they will be using for their next six months. So once that workshop is complete, they typically engage in a weekly coaching meeting. Many of my clients are local, but uh, those coaching meetings are usually 45 minutes to an hour. And between those scheduled meetings, we have access to what we call just-in-time coaching, or some people refer to it as laser coaching. So if I had a conversation with you today, which is Friday, and we're scheduled next Friday for our normal interaction, you might want to chat out with me on Tuesday for five minutes about a specific issue, which I often call a front burner topic. So that duration of six months provides enough experiences and enough stickiness so that they can make considerable strides both professionally and personally in their life. Wow, that sounds very intensive. And why do you use six months? Any reason? You know, if you really look at how people uh, make substantial change, I think all change initiatives are somewhat experiential. And when we engage in new behaviors and develop new habits, my feeling is that six months is a really good period of time to not only generate a handful of new habits, but also see that those habits are showing up in some very tangible and quantifiable ways. And how do you quantify and verify the change? Well, quantification can be both either uh, a true metric. Let's say somebody wanted to work on health and fitness as one area of their life. And anything from losing weight to body fat composition to reducing the size of their dress size or their waist, that's a simple way of quantifying things. There could be somewhat of a subjective scale of how they measure success in terms of their own vitality or their own engagement or their own general happiness. But typically, we'll look at how they use metrics in their own world, particularly the business world. So it could be revenue. It could be profits. It could be return on investment. It could be turnover or inventory terms or sales. I happen to have about 36 years of sales and business development background, and most of my clients on a professional level are interested in generating more revenue. I see. Very interesting. And um, what, what uh, are you all, sorry, I'm going to cut this out, okay? But um, so how do you assure, you assure the new habits through the matrix are, and you say verifiable. So I understood those matrix. How do you identify if it's verifiable by yourself or others or by him, the, the coaching? Well, the verification or the value of the progress the individual has made, uh, we actually are able to look at that almost on a week-to-week basis. Uh, first, they, they see that they're engaged in new and different behaviors. So they do more of certain things, and they can actually demonstrate that they're doing more of certain things. They also can say that they're doing less of other things that don't work as well, and they may also be initiating new behaviors and new activities that are easily observable, and, and simply that ability to observe those behaviors is uh, the, the beginnings of new and different results. A big component, however, is also things that they actually stop doing. There are behaviors that they engage in that are simply not supporting what they desire, and to actually make the effort and focus and be aware of what they want to stop doing and share those intentions with their community is a, a very important component as well. Great. Uh, Barry, you also had 
and uh, you also publish quotable quotes. Can you tell us a little bit about what brought you to write this book? Sure. Um, I've had a hobby most of my professional life in that I collect quotes. There's a website called Brainy Quote that has over a million quotes on it. But I like quotes because they're compact nuggets of wisdom that uh, provide a particular insight very, very quickly. And I have a tendency to look and apply them in my own life. And I also have a tendency to uh, pay it forward and share those quotes when they're applicable to my clients. So one day I was talking to a client and they were writing down ferociously a quote that I had shared with them. And it hit me that I guess I'm the quotable coach. So I use quotes to make a, a coaching impact in them. So that thought came to mind. And at the time, my uh, blogging process was not as successful as I wanted it to be. And I thought maybe I could take this idea of quotes, provide a little perspective on what that quote means to me, and then give my clients an exercise to apply that quote in a particular professional or personal manner. So I've actually been writing The Quotable Coach for about four years, and we have well over 800 posts. What people tend to like about it, in addition to it getting to the point very quickly, is that they get a quote, a commentary, and an exercise all in about 30 seconds. And we've now added some artwork and some graphics that make it a little bit more appealing. So uh, I was working with an editor and a writing coach at the time, and she indicated that I had enough content that I could actually assemble what some people refer to as a daybook. And that a daybook basically is 365 days of content. So we took 365 days of the quotes that I found uh, most engaging and most valuable, and we generated a book called The Quotable Coach, Daily Nuggets of Practical Wisdom. And we launched that last summer on Amazon. Great. And I uh, looked through it, and it's very practical. You really do have an exercise after every quote. So basically, can people self-coach when uh, they read through your book? Absolutely. In fact, that was the intention. You know, most busy coaches might work anywhere from between uh, 30 and 50 hours a week. They might coach between 15 and perhaps 30 clients. And the thought was, could you make coaching more accessible and more available to a wider audience? And if you were to do that, rather than the coaching come from me or the wisdom come from me, there's so many brilliant people that are so quotable. And if we can take that idea and apply it to our lives in a relevant and appropriate way, whether it's a relationship or in another area of our life that's a priority, Yes, we can coach ourselves if we do the work and do the inquiry and actually explore applying the exercise to make a difference in our lives. And how has the Quotable Coach book uh, helped you as a coach gain clients or lose clients because they feel that they can self-coach? Well, you know, I, I think the point is that there's a certain subset of people that always want to work in a collaborative and partnering way, and I truly believe that's as optimal as possible because there's perhaps far more stretch and far more challenge to the inquiry and the engagement that we would have in the weekly dialogues during the process of coaching. 
On the other hand, if people don't have access to coaching in their world, then uh, doing the, the inner work, doing the inquiry, and uh, wrestling with some of their own challenges can still be very, very helpful. Uh, it's why we read personal development books to take some of the best ideas and thinking out there and try to apply some percentage uh, of those to our professional and personal world. How is this related to your blog? Because you also blog a lot. Well, the blog actually was the precursor to the book. So you start with one blog, and it's 125, 150 words. And then I actually write the blog every day, Monday through Friday. And people in the, let's say, the East Coast would actually receive that blog in the morning around 7.30 in the morning. And as you kind of go through weeks and months of that activity, you begin to see that the, the quotes come into a wide variety of different categories, such as leadership or courage or fear or time or health. And over time, we simply amassed a large number of quotes in a variety of different categories, and we saw that we had enough to actually package it in a way that we could provide a year of coaching in a single source. So on Amazon, we have both a print copy of the book for people who like it on their coffee table, as we, and we also have a digital version uh, for people who use digital devices. But the idea is this a little bit at a time. So personal development people aren't always able to provide large amounts of time uh, and therefore to make it uh, bite-sized pieces was the idea of daily nuggets of practical wisdom. So you wrote every day 125 to 150 words for your blog. Is that correct? That's right. So actually I do most of my writing on the weekends and I work uh, with a... a, uh, a special uh, piece of software that I can upload quotes ahead of time. So I'm not required to write every single morning, but I might write four or five on the weekend and therefore put them into the queue to be launched uh, the following business day. Wow. So you use a quote to inspire you, and then that is the starting point of your writing. Did I understand that correctly? Absolutely. Uh, There's many, many, many resources for quotes. In fact, if you read most books, you will see quotes usually at the beginning of many chapters. And as I read books and I read other people's blogs and materials, they're very frequently sharing those quotes. The missing element, however, is they don't always apply or interpret them uh, to the degree that we might want them to do. So I thought my thoughts or my opinions or my experiences might be worthwhile or interesting to other people for them to consider their own thoughts and opinions about those quotes and then perhaps be inspired to do something about that that would improve their lives. That is wonderful, Barry. And tell us, for those that are interested in the social media and that blog, has that attracted new clients for you? I I really truly believe that both the book as well as the blog creates awareness So for those of us that have uh, websites, we know that the websites are evaluated by Google and Yahoo and other search engines. And through the search engine optimization and providing this value and doing it consistently, Google tends to like when you do that. 
So when people, let's say, do a search for a business coach or a personal coach, and they look at maybe even southeastern Michigan as an area, I will typically come up at the very top of the Google search right under the paid ads. And typically, if they're looking for a coach in my area, they will often uh, determine who they want to call or speak to. So they will go to my website or go to my blog, and I can actually tell through the analytics who's going there and their level of interest and how much time they spent there. And then by reaching out to those people in a discreet and appropriate way, we can determine if they want to actually have a conversation about exploring what a personal and professional coaching relationship might look like. So it's been extremely helpful of growing my business. So how do you approach them in a discreet and appropriate way? You see somebody come to your website that spends, I don't know, a minute, two minutes searching your website. So how do you approach that person? Well, you can simply use uh, an email communication. Let's say I use LinkedIn because it's a business-to-business social platform. If I, uh, because of my, I use a premium account for LinkedIn, I can actually determine who goes to my LinkedIn profile to look me up. I can also determine if those people also go to my website to download some of the resources and materials that I might have. And when they generate that level of interest, I can simply write them back in a very nice way to say, I noticed you checked out my profile and you visited my website. Would you have an interest in having a conversation with me? If they say yes, we have the conversation. If they say no, they're more than welcome to take advantage of the free resources that I provide. Excellent. That's great advice. And you certainly are using the social media in a very resourceful way, both for the person that comes to your website and uh, leveraging what you're doing. Absolutely. So in addition to the subscriber base to the Quotable Coach, which is a little over 1,400, those posts actually get shared on all the social media platforms that I use. So it goes up on LinkedIn each morning, it goes up on Twitter each morning, and it goes up on Facebook each morning for the different audiences that are part of that. And because I'm not asking for anything, it's really a matter of giving something of value. And when they associate value, they either continue to review it or at least recognize that I provided something that's helpful and it keeps me in front of them. And so you do this by the quotes. Yeah, the quotes and the entire post that goes up uh, on the blog actually gets uh, uploaded to all the social media sites. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and even Pinterest. Wonderful. So uh, before we go and talk about you as the coach, uh, just to tell us a little bit more about your coaching process because you were, you were starting to say so and how you approach, but you also do a customized one-day workshop. So could you comment on that? Sure. Uh, I think what's uh, a little bit unique about what I do is Prior to the actual coaching process, I think it's very important to prepare the individual and our relationship for the coaching process. So I do a full-day personal excellence training workshop that utilizes surveys and assessments and a wide variety of different questions and exercises to flesh out with that individual the developmental journey that they want to take. 
it also gives us time to get related and connected and have a, a level of rapport before the formal coaching process begins. So there's a clear sense of value that they want to pursue, and there's a set of skills and tools and concepts that they uh, actually uh, learn that they'll be using and applying to that developmental journey. So in many ways, that they'll, they're actually able to coach themselves between coaching sessions, as well as even share those tools with others in their personal and professional communities. That enhances the stickiness and sustainability to the whole coaching process, not just through me, but through the people in their world as well to help them. Excellent. Okay, Barry, tell us one trait you possess that makes you an effective coach, if you had to boil it down to one trait. You know, um, it, it may sound a little corny, but you could actually say that it might be love. I, I really care about people deeply, and I believe that we all want to be the best that we can be. I know I do. So having people in our lives partner with us within our organizations and within our communities to stretch and grow and support us in being our best, uh, that's very, very fundamental to me in support of my growth and development. And by helping other people grow and develop, it enhances my developmental journey at the same time because as people work on their goals and what they aspire to achieve, I'm always looking at what am I growing toward and what am I aspiring to achieve as well. So I'll tell you, where are you growing and inspiring to? Well, you know, uh, I have a very interesting life right now. I've been married 36 years. I have two wonderful adult children, and I'm very fortunate to have my father, who will be 89 years old, living with us. And that multi-generational uh, approach to living life, you can see what the millennials are doing, you can see what the baby boomers are doing, and I even get to interact with people uh, my dad's age as well as with him and honor his developmental journey and his desire and passion for his own growth as well. So he reads, he reads my blog, he answers the blog, uh, he has a tablet and a smartphone, he takes computer classes. And he's still learning and growing even at the age of 88 and 89. So I hopefully will be able to continue to do that myself. And I do believe people want a good life at every stage of their life as well. How wonderful that he's still growing and interested and interesting. Absolutely. So what routine, you see you give all these good advice and quotes and exercises for other people. What, what, what routine do you have in the morning that you attribute to your daily success? Well, one of my primary values is health and fitness. Uh, my father, uh, in his first career, he was a physical education teacher or a gym teacher. He also was a coach, but an athletic coach. So I always kind of grew up in that environment. So one of the habits that I have actually every morning is I go to uh, the gym and I work out every morning. And it clears my head, it, it challenges my body, and it prepares me for the day. And uh, that is very much a part of my routine. I also happen to eat an apple every day, so maybe an apple a day really does keep the doctor away. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so I'm very focused on health because 
if we don't have that, uh, it affects so many other attributes of our lives. I usually get to work by around 7.30 in the morning, so I'm usually waking up about 5 a.m. every day so I can work out. Uh, I also go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, so I want to make sure I get enough rest so that I can be my best and be focused on the clients that I work on and work with, of course, uh, each and every day. So that's very much a part of my routine. And is it part also of relieving your stress? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's lots of statistics that point out that that uh, exercise is a huge stress reducer and it can be associated with many, many, many benefits. In fact, if you actually go to the Quotable Coach uh, website, you can look under the categories and you can look under health or exercise and there's lots of interesting statistics that simply show that people have a much higher quality of life, they live much longer, and they live more vital and more useful lives. Uh, I also like a, a book that was written many years ago called Real Age, and that talks about your biologic age versus your chronologic age, and exercise is one of those things that can actually have you live a more useful life as well. Absolutely. I totally agree. If you could go back in time, what is one piece of advice you would give to another coach that is younger in their career? I think if there's a really very, very fundamental piece of advice for every coach is to have a coach, to have somebody there committed to your success, uh, to push, to challenge, to draw out of you your deepest uh, professional and personal desires. Because if you're going to be a successful coach, you kind of need to walk the talk. You need to demonstrate that that is working for you and that you've made strides in the areas that you're committed to as well. And that, I believe, makes you relevant to be a coach for other people as well. If you see yourself solely as a coach and don't see it as uh, a way of contributing to yourself, I think that diminishes people's ability to attract clients to them as well. Great. That's very interesting, and I, I agree as well. So take us to your biggest failure in your career. Uh, what is one takeaway you get from that experience that drove you to success? I, I think if there was a particular failure, it would be uh, in my first coaching uh, efforts. Uh, I was with an organization for about uh, seven years that was doing some training and organizational development, some change work. And I really didn't feel the, the affinity and the fit uh, with that organization as much as I feel today. And I think the failure was uh, that I waited too long to branch out on my own and to uh, boldly go and courageously go and pursue what was what some people would call great work. I think I was doing good work and I was settling for good work. And now as I've aged, I'm 58 years old, I think uh, taking a stand for excellent work and great work is essential for us to be fully alive. So I would say that was a temporary failure that eventually got spurred on to uh, be a little bit more courageous and even bolder in pursuing uh, my unique expression of coaching that makes me both happy as well as uh, pretty successful. 
What are you passionate about right now that you would like to share with our listeners? You know, I'm extremely passionate about life. Um, you know, in the last year, I've had wonderful opportunities to do amazing things. I've been on hot air balloon rides. I went zip lining through Costa Rica. I've traveled to Europe uh, and went down the Danube and saw multicultural uh, places that I have never been to before. And uh, I probably attribute that in some way to my 28-year-old daughter who has such a passion for life. And I've learned and gotten some coaching for her where she takes, you know, the, the full uh, amount of life in each and every day. And, um, you know, wanting to do that uh, both for myself and to support other people in living a full, fully engaged life as well, which includes uh, my father. Uh, my father actually got to go zip lining with me in Costa Rica with my daughter. And to see an 88-year-old gentleman zip lining and having a wonderful time and realizing that he could do something like that was uh, absolutely inspiring to me to want to continue that journey as well myself. And professionally, what excites you now? Uh, I think the thing for me professionally is to, to perhaps maybe make a bigger dent in the universe. So the blog and the book was a big stretch for me. I was somewhat of a reluctant writer in the early years. And uh, looking at engaging and working with uh, even clients and individuals that would have scared me in the past because they were perhaps too successful or whatever it would be. So when I look at the impact that I make and the impact that these people make, uh, we all want to make a difference in our lives. So stretching and growing and challenging myself to engage people who are uh, real movers and shakers in the world within their communities, within their organizations, is definitely a passion and a focus of mine uh, at this particular point. Excellent. How wonderful. So tell us where people can get more information about you. What is your website, and what are some of the resources you have? So my primary website is www.dempcoaching.com. That's D-E-M-P, coaching, all one word, dot com. And on that website, there's podcasts, there's articles, but there's also three new downloadable workbooks. One is on time management strategies and tactics. A second one is on masterful relationships. And a third one is on masterful networking. And all of those are approximately 30 pages long. And they're downloadable in either digital or PDF format as well. Uh, again, anybody listening to this, I would invite them to join the Quotable Coach community and participate in that and also consider paying it forward and sharing with other people as well. And I'd be honored if people would consider even purchasing a copy of the book on Amazon and maybe even writing a review of that uh, and, and paying it forward with other people that they care about as well. Thank you very much. I'm also much. very active on LinkedIn, so I'm very open to LinkedIn invitations. And I'm even willing to give my phone number if people would simply want to pick up the phone and give me a call. Uh, in North America, the phone number is 248-740-3231, and I live and work in southeastern Michigan. 
Yes, for the time zone, because we are recording in Switzerland. So, great. Thank you so much for your time and sharing your knowledge. And I invite the listeners to go to your website. There's full of resources. Barry, you're very prolific. So, thank you so very much. Katrina, it's a, it's a great pleasure, and I so support what you're doing. I mean, one of the uh, wonderful things is that you are all about excellence as well. So I feel very much that we are kindred souls on different size, sides of the pond, as they say. So yes. thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy a wonderful summer. Yes, thanks again for your time and sharing. Thank you, Barry. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon. And until then, bye for now.